Welcome back to the Valley Variety. Uh, I'm Ben Yates, and I'm joined here with my good buddy as always, Jacob Jones. We're doing some live stream on Instagram right now. There you go. Uh, and also watching the Brooklyn-Boston game uh, straight off to the left here. Uh, so it's going to be a fun time. Uh, try and be as live as possible for the low-budget cardboard cardboard box that we're stuck in here, uh, the shipping container, whatever this is. Uh, <laughs> So we got a lot of playoff action going on. Uh, Jason Tatum's going crazy. Yes. Uh, Jaw is talking back to people. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is robbed. Booker is hurt. Ben Simmons is coming back. What What else is going on in this world right now? That um, it's hard. It's hard to really describe what's going on in the NBA right now. I mean, it's. I mean, playoff central. Obviously, the craziest time of year. Um, but you know, it started with let's start with day one of the playoff, or at least felt like day one in Boston and Brooklyn. Yeah. And the show that was going on at TD Garden was really just an all-time classic. And that was just game one. And obviously game two going on live here in front of us. 16 to 8 Brooklyn right now as we speak. 16, 6.01 left, left in the first quarter of this game. But the drama with Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum, the game winner, uh, flipping the middle finger salute to the, the Boston faithful. You can't do that, man. Well, I, I have so much to say about the Kyrie flipping the bird to fans. Like, you came from Duke. You, you're telling me that you didn't have any problems in UNC at that point? Like, people shouting at you, uh, you know, cursing you out. Man, sure. you're, you're in Boston. Like, that's, that's going to happen. What you did to Boston, it's deserved from what the fans give to you. Like, it's not anything new. You've done this for a few years now. You can't just flip them off. Well, fun fact. Remember when uh, the Celtics had a fan event and Kyrie Irving went up to the mic and said, yeah, I'm coming back. I, I have I have a intention to re-sign with the Celtics. Yeah. Well, what happened? He didn't re-sign with the Celtics. So yeah. I'm sure Celtics fans feel, you know, you know, feel disrespected. Well, you know, you you're not, you were never committed to us. To Boston, you were never fully engaged with Boston, and then you leave to go join Kevin Durant. So what does that show to us that you didn't care, that you didn't, you know, you don't give a damn? It's like, and so that's what right. Boston feels. And then Kyrie, I don't think just he doesn't have. I wouldn't say the mental capacity, but he also doesn't have the the instincts to deal with the the criticism, with the the back and forth. I don't think he you know, he's mature enough to deal with the back and forth and handle it responsibly. No, and he's dealt with a lot of criticism this last year, especially when his opposition to getting the COVID vaccine. Like people have been talking to him a lot. Uh, on the media, they keep you know trashing his name around. I get that. I seriously, I get that. But you can't go around flipping people off and making yourself even more unprofessional than you already are. It doesn't help your case. It right. never does. It never has, and it never will. Yeah, I, with Kyrie, I don't, it's hard to, you know, we're talking about a guy who's obviously been through some stuff and what he's been going through in his NBA career, but, you know, also he's kind of been doing it to himself. Right. So, you know, so the fact that he's playing victim in all of this and saying, well, you know, they're doing me dirty and I had to leave Cleveland because I want, you know, he wants his own team. So that's why he left Cleveland, you know. He wants his own team and I want to be the, he get? <laughs> he has but, Kevin Durant. But look where you are, you know, you're not... Not your team. Yeah, yes. it's Kevin Durant's team with exactly. you as a sidekick. You know, it wasn't, you were only the second guy until James Harden left. And so, right. and you weren't there because you wouldn't get the vaccine. So I don't, so I'm not really sure what he's trying to prove with the the flipping people off and, you know, being a brat. And, you know, it's just, it's unprofessional. And I think 
athletes. You know, they have responsibility to, you know, everyone gets, you know, trashed. And everyone faces trash talk. It's part of the game, but it's part of your responsibility, too, to handle it responsibly. If you want them to stop, you don't light the fire. Right. You know, I, maybe Kyrie likes it. I don't know. Maybe he likes the attention. And you can't say that you hate what's going on. Like, you don't like what Boston's saying to you, if you're going to stoke the fire by going behind your back and flipping people off behind you, they love that. Right. Oh my, like you look at the other side where you don't see him flipping the bird. You see the fans' reactions. They're like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Come on, come on. I want to fight you. Yeah. That's what that's what Boston wants to do to you. They've done this for decades, for generations. They've passed this down. They're going to want to fight you as they always have. What? Boston's yeah. not a, like a a smooth sailing place to go play in. The garden is no joke during the playoffs. So if you're going to go flip people off behind your back, the the Celtics are going to retaliate and the fans are going to retaliate. It's not going to work out for you. Well, Kyrie might be getting some help finally with his Kyrie and Kevin for that matter as Ben Simmons looks like he may or may not be making a return <laughs> in at least game four or game five. That's what head coach Steve Nash has kind of poked at and Yep. And, you know, at least slated to at least look that he's, he may or may not be making a return later in the series. His mental health is better. I guess so. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're Philly, you got to be like, really? Man, you must be feeling a lot better now. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have the mental capacity to show up to, to practice for two months, but, man, you're yeah. – He wasn't game ready, obviously. He wasn't uh, healthy enough for well, that. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's just comedic timing then. It's that uh, yeah. he's – He's ready to go, and he wants to get ready to go by game four. But, man, how do you think this really is going to bolster the Nets' chances to – I mean, right now we see what they're doing. It's 23-12 right now, at least 4-12 left in, or left in the first quarter. How does this – how will this impact uh, Brooklyn's chances right now? Uh, I don't know. I see Brooklyn slipping away, like just going away with this game right now. Um, in Boston, they got a flagrant one – call on Seth Curry earlier from Brooklyn. So that might change things with shooting in the later part of this game. Uh, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, has to tighten up on Kyrie a little bit. Uh, and if Kevin Durant is as bad as he was the first game, then Boston has you know, no worries about this game at all. But that worry is Kevin Durant. Is he going to show up or is he going to play like last time? And that's really what... That, it's just down to Kevin Durant and his mentality. So I couldn't agree more, but one of the things that I'd like to see from Boston, what I saw in game one, was to really keep the tempo. That, I think that's why they won, was they, they were able to play at their own pace for most of the game. So when it came down to the last minute, you know, Jason Tatum was able to take the ball and run the play because you're able to keep your cool. But I think Brooklyn also does a good job of shifting the momentum back and forth. If they can keep that in their favor, then, you know, Brooklyn is going to make this really competitive. If you add Ben Simmons into that, Right. Then what changes? But oh, one man. thing I'll have to look you have to look out for with Ben Simmons is that, you know, you know, obviously I'm not tuned in to Brooklyn TV and Brooklyn media and what's going on inside the Nets organization, but you know, has he been playing five on five? How how well does he right. know these guys? How well is that gonna work? Is he just gonna be eye candy out there just because he's gonna wear a Nets jersey? Or is he gonna go out and make a difference? Is he gonna be afraid to take a shot? We we saw what happened in the playoffs last year. You know, you know, has he put in the work? Has he you know, he's been practicing here and there, but not with, you know, Kevin Durant or Kyrie. So, you know, right. what difference is that going to make, the, you know? The huge thing is Ben Simmons passing because they had the stat pulled up for years to reasons why he was an all-star. Uh, he gets more open three attempts than 
any guard in the NBA. And not for himself, but for his teammates. Uh, and it's impressive. Like, I mean, you can't just look at it and think, you know, oh, well, he doesn't shoot, so he's not that good of a player. No, he gets the other players open. And when you have Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Seth Curry, I mean, it's going to open the floor up for all of them to compete at that at that level for everyone to, you know, like, oh, man, I can't guard Ben Simmons because he's going to, you know, either drive or pass it out. And if he's actually going to drive and not pass it away under, like, from Trey Young, mm-hmm. then this team can't be beat. But, mm-hmm. it, again, that's it's everyone's mentality, and that's Brooklyn's theme this year is mental health. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it is perfect a perfect situation for Ben Simmons. This maybe this is where he needs to be. You know, this is maybe this is the perfect storm for a guy like him. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's only time will tell, but I think right now for they just have to make sure you're in the right mindset that you go into this with the right right mindset. Speaking of a mindset that's been changing back and forth is Ja Moran and the mindset that people had after game 1. And I think Ja Moran had something to say about that in, in game 2 as the Grizzlies just really took out the uh, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, uh, that first game, everyone was kind of thinking, oh, the Timberwolves got a chance here. And, uh, oh, hold on. Kyrie's going to the locker room right now really? in Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't know what's going on at the moment. Okay, but anyway, uh, as Kyrie's heading to the locker room, what I was saying, John Morant uh, and the Grizzlies didn't have a great first game against the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, like, came out and said, hey, we're here in the playoffs, we're not messing around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people switched over to the idea that, you know, the Wolves actually have a chance for this, that, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies aren't cut out for the playoffs after all. And Jaw, like Michael Jordan would say, took that personally. So he <laughs> went out game two and said, you know, if you guys, you know, s- switch sides and said that we're not ready for this, you better stay over there because we're going to come for you now. Right. <laughs> like that, that is the most aggressive thing Drummer has ever said in his life, and I love it. That's the that is the dog mentality that you have to have in these playoffs, and he's bringing it. Yeah, you know it's very impressive. What you know, I mean, they almost won by thirty points. Yeah, I think they were two points, probably a bucket away from winning by thirty. And it's the and you know that team, that team in Memphis, a lot like Phoenix, takes it personally when you know you you doubt them or you you know you. You talk them down because they lose in game one. So a guy like John Morant says, okay, well, I'm going to take it into my hands now. It's out of your control, and so now I'm going to go and do my part. Now I'm going to do this and this, and we saw that last night. You know, He's able to take over. That's why like, people are so confident in a team like Memphis to go and take out and go and go to the finals because of that mentality they're able to have with such a young team. And they you know, they play like they're 40 years old, which is you got to be impressed with if you're, if you're an NBA fan or a Memphis fan. But... You know, don't count out a guy like Cat uh, or the Minnesota Timberwolves. Just don't forget you're you're playing in Minnesota. We saw how fired up that Minnesota crowd was, and I just saw your reaction. Looks like Jay Wright is getting ready to retire. I, uh, I'm stunned. I just saw the notification. This is what live. This is what live sports is all about, man. We see Kyrie going to the locker room, and then we have Jay Wright retiring all in the same instance. What is going on? Speaking of retiring, I mean, you were, they were showing on TV who's, who's courtside at the uh, Nets game right now? Yeah, Coach K. Coach K is courtside at the Nets in Boston game. Man, it, may, it may be after March, but, man, college basketball is still making waves here in April. Yeah, Oscar Sheway staying at Kentucky, too, National Player of the Year. Yep. So that's, a, that's obviously a lot of momentum. You love to see it. Uh, and Palo Banchero just announced he's going to the league. I mean, that was expected. Right. Um, 
but there's a deadline on the 24th for players to either stay or announce they're leaving. And you got the source pulled up right now, and he's just, is he gone, or is he having one more season? It looks like he's set to retire after 21 years. So either that's right now, or before the season, or after the season, I'm not really sure. That's so, crazy. So we'll have to look into the source and to see exactly what the details are. If um, so much more to go. Uh, anyway, uh, I want to open up the chat a little bit as we, you know, uh, go into shuffle mode here. <laughs> uh, oh, we got a ASU transfer portal is wide open if your buddy from Kentucky would like to make a move. Well, the Seminoles have been making some big moves. The seven-foot uh, center for from, God, I can't remember the score right now, is transferring to ASU. So yeah. more size, more availability for Bobby Hurley. A lot of good momentum going this way. So hopefully ASU makes some runs, get some... Some rational recognition. You know, Bobby's going to be head coach next year. And so let's see what we can do. Let's start pushing some women back in our way. We don't have to go win a national championship, but, you know, go to the Pac-12. Make some noise. Get past the first round. Don't go on. Don't let teams go on a 20-2 to two run in the last five minutes. Right. And as I was saying, though, um, we I kind of want to open up the floor to the, the chat. So if you're in the chat, uh, ask us any questions. We might just be willing to answer them. Uh, maybe. we'll think about it we'll think about it we'll think about it we might mention you we might yeah one thing that has to be mentioned and makes a lot of noise here in phoenix away from last night was uh marcus smart one defensive player of the year robbery uh which is which was in my opinion robbed from macau bridges and i think one thing that didn't go macau's way and it's rough is the stat line and you know because macau doesn't get too many steals he forces steals, but he doesn't get the, the steals himself. He doesn't get the blocks, but he's able to force the blocks and get it on the outside. And so, and so, I just you can't you can't stat off ball defending, which is what Mikhail does so well. And it's unfortunate to see a guy like him lose recognition because he doesn't get statted for what he does on the floor. And it's just disappointing. I think and hopefully it lights a fire under him and. Oh and my under God! The whole team. It looks like Kyrie is back on the so bench right now. I I have information regarding what happened with Kyrie. Sure. Um, so it's uh, in relation to Ramadan, uh, and while you're fasting during Ramadan, uh, you uh, after sunset you will go and eat something, uh, and sunset has just passed in Boston. No kidding. So Kyrie went to the locker room to go get some food. And now he's back on the bench with a banana. Yeah, he's eating it right. It's on live TV right now. He's eating a banana on court side. <laughs> yeah, for Ramadan. That's crazy. What are you gonna do with this guy? Oh my goodness That's gracious! That's crazy. I mean, uh, yeah, respect, respect. He had to go get a banana, man. I, I guess so. I, that's better than Paul Pierce in a wheelchair. Let's be real here. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not the worst thing that's happened at the Garden before. <laughs> uh, Is that a we, poll question? Did he? I think that was a poll question, right? Did he need? Did he need the wheelchair? Yeah, did he need the wheelchair? And I think no was the overwhelming response. I mean, once you find out what it was for. Right. Is uh, we have a question in the chat, actually, Jacob, and you're not going to like this one. Uh, I know. I know. What? Uh, how do you feel about the Pelican Suns series after game two? Asked oh. Reed Mitchell. Okay. Uh, I want you to, you know, look at it not from a biased perspective, I, I know, as you are, but okay. I want you to hear what you think with Booker's injury. Uh, what the Pelicans did last night, which was impressive. We were both there for that game. Sure. So uh, we got to go 
dig into this one as Kyrie so like keeps a, chowing on that banana. So it's like a Jones minute or something. Going. We can do we can do your Jones minute right now. All right, I'll give you a minute. Well, let's see. I'll give you more than a minute. Suns Pelicans game two. We all know it actually. All right, here we go. Yeah, look, we all know what happens. Um, I'm gonna try to be as unbiased as possible. This is hard, but I'm gonna try to be as and. Um, I won't speak directly to the Suns fans, but what I will say is that the Suns aren't in trouble. The Suns are not in trouble, and I think the national, the the talk around national media right now is that oh, you don't have Devin Booker, then you must be in trouble. Right. He, he is the star player of the Phoenix Suns, but the but, and I have to give credit where credit's due. The Pelicans beat the Suns last night because they were the because last night they were the better team. CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram and that ball club just shot the lights out. Yeah, Trey Jones too. And Trey Jones, you know, credit to the whole team and Trey Murphy. And oh, credit wow. to um and head coach Willie Green of making great adjustments mid game. You know, we know that very well in Phoenix. He was assistant coach right next to Monty Williams last year during the run of the finals. And so I don't I'm not taking anything away from the Pelicans. But uh this isn't you know, injuries are part of the game. And so if the Suns wanna make it far and wanna do this, they'll have to deal with it. But that's also what they've been dealing with for three to four months. Mm-hmm. We didn't have DeAndre Ayton for a month. We didn't have Chris Paul for three months. Right. This is just another challenge we'll have to face. And so if you're the Phoenix Suns, all you have to do, all you know, I think it's just are you willing to take on the challenge? I don't think this changes the series at all. And maybe it changes the length of the series, but it doesn't change the series. I don't – look, if the Pelicans start shooting 60 to 70% from three-point every night – then they deserve to win. Then they'll win the damn championship. <laughs> they deserve to win everything. Th- then they'll do that. But <laughs> I, it's also on the Suns, you know, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. of the. Well, Pelicans only won by nine uh, last night with the Suns playing horrible, horrible transition defense. Monty Williams said it's the worst he's seen since he became head coach of the Suns. And he had some, mm-hmm. he had some rough times in 2019-20 in that first year with Aaron Baines and Kelly Oubre Jr. So if you are the Phoenix Suns right now, the one thing you have to look out for is just keeping – uh, keeping yourself motivated. Keep mm-hmm. yourself ready. Look, we're a, they're a deep team. We've gone past two minutes, by the way, just so you know. But, okay, well, But I respect your Jones minute. But I think, it, well, I'll finish up here in a second, but <laughs> if you're if you're the Suns right now, you know you're deep. You're the, deep you're the deepest team in the NBA. You're 64 and 18. So I don't, there's no excuse not to beat these guys. And if you get taken out by Devin Booker's injury, which, you know, no one's complaining about, but I don't, it just doesn't, uh, we don't have an excuse to lose this series. We really don't. We're the better team. And also, too, also I have a message for the, all the Laker fans that have been clowning us on Twitter because now we're because Suns fans are complaining and, and uh, upset about the uh, the Booker situation. I know and, where this is going. And uh, let me get this over with really quick. Look, you're not in the playoffs, so would you mind staying out of our damn business? Thanks. Yeah. You're bringing the heat today. Uh, Jacob Jones isn't messing around people. He wants to win a Keep your poorly run, mismanaged franchise out of our business. Thanks. You know what? I respect that. I respect that Uh, as a partially Lakers fan for one guy. Got that out of my way. Good. All right. You good? Yeah, we're good. You need some water? or? No, we're good. Okay. I'm chilling. So, uh, yeah, we addressed Booker's injury. Yeah, it's pretty mild as what Woj just said, but it's kind of a dampener. Ben Simmons is... Looking to come back, it might change some things. Uh, and also, if you are just now joining the chat, ask us any questions. We might just answer them uh, if we feel like it. <laughs> uh, we've answered one we'll or two it. of them so far. We'll see how I'm feeling. Yeah, see how we're feeling. Yeah, because that one, that one question that was not even like directly aimed at anyone took right. took you from going to 
Well, we could still win the series too. I hate Lakers Nation. <laughs> Look, I don't. I just they're just so eager to jump on like the the. There's a lot of a lot of fans like cheering this. It's like cheering that cheering Booker's injury. Oh, now we're. I've seen a lot of Warriors fans on Twitter being like, "Yeah, all right, this is a momentum shift." It's like that's doesn't make that doesn't make you any worse than the Raptors fans after they. They cheered Kevin Durant going down with his Achilles. Yeah. Speaking of momentum shift, Grant Williams with a big old block on Bruce Brown at the end of the first quarter. It's going to be a really, really good game to watch as we keep going. And yeah, nine points now. Just just ahead. Man, imagine how... Imagine that, that swing. I'm not saying that shot goes in, but imagine that swing if it's a, a nine-point to 11-point swing. Yeah. End of the game. Uh, that'd just be... God, that'd be funny. Right. And the other team we have to discuss that because we talked about how bad the Lakers are uh and I don't know if Dean McBride is still in this chat uh he's a Utah Jazz fan but you have to sit through this one uh Utah Jazz yeah uh in my notes I will describe the notes to the live chat and the audio listeners that are just on Spotify um I have a laughing emoji next to the Utah Jazz in my notes uh, Wait, what's his name really? What's yeah, his name? Uh, Dean. 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 If you're here, if you're here with us, uh, show up in the chat. See, make sure you're still with us. We want to. We want to. Read. You missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Reed, da- Reed Mitchell is asking about the opinions on Jay Wright retirement. We kind of went over that, uh, but just just, another, just briefly. Another just another shocking yeah. college basketball still making waves here in April. I mean, uh, March Madness still isn't over. It feels like. I mean, it's. Yeah. There's still all these, darn. all these. I agree, darn, because you're muddying up our show with late questions. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, is is Dean still in the chat? Can someone confirm that for me? I don't want to press on my phone too much. But anyway, the Utah Jazz disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. I just it's uh, no offense, and, I don't, and no, with no. with yeah. the way that the chat's like, I'm not sure if he's still here, but. I don't know. It's not, like, super surprising. Sure. I mean, they were the one seed last year and got taken out by the Clippers. Yeah. So what's, so what's you know, what's been kind of going on with Utah? And I just, I'm obviously a Suns fan, so I see it from a Suns perspective. But um, we were down 15 in the fourth quarter to them about two weeks ago before the playoffs started. Mm-hmm. The Suns won that game by nine. Yeah. Uh, it just, Utah has a funny way of just, Losing games, and we're just—they just don't have it. Like every year, they come into the playoffs and they look pretty good. Uh, that's a really funny comment. I forgot about that one. Uh, that's a really good point. You know Reed, how the, yeah. the Lob City Lakers just couldn't get over the hump. It feels like Utah is the same way. Yeah, Reed Mitchell again in the chat, uh, trying to steal our show, is uh, saying the Jazz uh, are now the new Lob City Clippers. Couldn't agree more to that statement. You know, it's a funny stat that. Um, that Reed just brought up is that I didn't think about it until last year or just really right now, but you know when the uh, you know the first Clippers Western Conference Finals appearance was? Oh, hold on. There's actually a question tab here. I'm just now discovering. Uh, Dean McBride asked if Luca comes back in Game 3 to the Mavs win in 5. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. If, if he comes back in Game 3? Yes. I think they win in 6. Six? You think Jazz still another game? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> next, next question. <laughs> Who's gonna? I mean, I think I think they'll. I think 
it's hard to. They won't. Uh, they won't. I, I will put on the. I pu- I'll put on the poll for. Uh, here uh, are the Utah Jazz the new Lob City Clippers. I'll put that on the poll, uh, just for fun. I think that'd be nice. And I think you know. I think they'll. Like I expect them to steal another game from Dallas. Yeah. And whether or not he comes, whether or not Luca comes back in Game Three, which I, which there's been a lot of reports back and forth, I fully expect him to come back Game Three. Yeah. Isn't um, that in in Dallas as well? That's in Dallas. That is it, that is in Utah. Oh, it's in. So Utah. they're playing Salts and Salt Lake City back to back games. Oh. And so, for me, it's it's in six because man, do I see Dallas stealing both games in Utah? Yeah. You know what? Now, now I see the trick to this. Yeah, the, see, the, that I, home court in Utah is—I mean, that's huge. And I would look kind of as a Suns fan. I would, look, I would look to the whoa, who do I want to play in the second round? But now I have to make it to the second round. <laughs> right. <laughs> to, but that's a different issue. I still, you know, I still think the Suns have it. They're a deep team. They'll be, they'll be fine. But uh, with with Luca coming back, that's just the the right. You know, that's the one thing that. Utah doesn't have. Uh, that's why it reminds me so much of the Lob City Clippers. Is, and I was asking before we saw the question is, do you know when the first Clippers Western Conference Finals appearance was? The first one, not the last one. The first one was this year. Last year, yeah, against yeah, the, the Suns. Like this last playoffs, yeah. The, the closest that Chris Paul and Blake Griffin got was the second round. Right. You know the last time the Jazz made the Western Conference Finals? Had to be Stockton. Yeah, it, was, it was the year, like the year they made the finals that the last dance was okay. surrounded by. So 1997. 1997 or 98? 98. 98. Because yeah. Jordan, because it was the end of the three. We weren't, we weren't there. <laughs> and so. We weren't born yet. True, true. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so it's just, it's that same mentality of just couldn't get, they just can't get over the top. It's like they climb, they're just climbing the mountain. They just can't, they just, they're climbing, this is their Everest, and they just, yeah. They keep getting close, and they and they fall off the mountain, and they tumble down, and then they have to make their way back up, and and go back down again, and they get the one seed, but then they tumble tumble back down again. It's just, it's it's kind of been a, uh, you know, I I don't know whether to you know feel for, I kind of do feel for Utah fans. You know, you had to, you know, you had a great team in Malone and Stockton, but ran into Jordan, and. Now you just can't go over the hop, the hump with Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, speaking of a dominant dynasty team, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Like that lineup with Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, uh, Wiggins, and Draymond is that's uh, unbeatable. I can't see it. I can't see it. Like, I mean, Kevin Durant over Wiggins, sure, but like, oh my God! I can't. They can't stop shooting. And even Steph had a horrible game the last time, uh, like in game two. And Jordan Poole was carrying the three-point load. Right. And Jokic is running out there, like, trying to get on the perimeter, but he can't go from one to the other. <laughs> like, that's just running a whole arc. Like, you can't do that because the ball moves faster than Jokic does. It's hard, you know, it's hard to think that the Warriors won't sweep, which I I think they win in five. Because I, I, think, I think some way... I still believe. I still believe that Denver will steal a game in their house. I, oh, get the brooms out. I I just it's a good home court. We saw that last year. Uh, it was a good home court. Pushed the sun to the brink and you know it was able. So I think they'll steal a game. You, you didn't get a game stolen from you. And like the sun the Suns didn't get as we, we were the better. It was a it was a sweep. We were the better team. Yeah, but the Warriors this year better than what you were last year. Well, I think I only say that because of desperation. So I think in a game four situation, they'll 
they'll come out, they'll probably get a good hype speech from get the brooms out. Snoop Dogg or something. I don't know who comes and speaks at their games. Let's get the brooms out. I'm not even sure who lives in Denver. But um but when it comes to the Warriors being, you know, unstoppable, and I you know, I don't disagree, but you know, there's one thing that that Dallas has is, is someone's asking to be noticed in the chat. No, don't notice. Don't. Oh, don't. I think I, I think no, I just I think no. I just did. <laughs> no, don't don't draw attention. What is what is the one thing Dallas that what's the one thing that um, Denver has that they're kind of famous for right now? That's been that's been shown nationally now. They're famous for having Jokic. That's it. Like. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's horrible, horrible transition defense. That too. And the Warriors are going to take advantage of that. Right. But well, they're faster. They are fast, but so are a lot of other teams. So I think if kind of the secret to the Warriors right now, I'm not saying it's hard to think. You know, you look at Thompson and Curry and all these guys on their team and not see them as unstoppable. But they're also facing a team that you know they're out that they're you know obviously outmatched. And so when you got to think about the Warriors and how to you know it's and there's not a book on how to beat the Warriors. You have to you know, figure that out and you have to play a perfect game and they have to. You have to be lucky at times. Sure. But, you know, Steph wants to shoot. And even if he's – and we saw that in a few games against Phoenix this year. Is that – Stop. <laughs> Stop, man. We saw that in a few games this year. He just loves to shoot. You know, whether or not it's in it's in the flow of the offense, they love to shoot. Yeah. And they don't have to be in the flow of the offense to shoot. No, they don't. And that's what may kill them if they face a good transition defense. And I talk about Phoenix, and they didn't show it last night, but they usually – they have a grid – Defense, uh, good transition defense in a lot of their games. They didn't have it last night, uh, which if they did, you know, it would have been a lot better game on the the Phoenix side. As Brooklyn has really taken advantage of this game so far, forty three thirty one Brooklyn yeah, with seven thirty seven. Kyrie is back on the court after eating on that banana for for his Ramadan. Uh, <laughs> seriously, I I can't believe that's a real. I can't even make that story up if I wanted to. Man, if you're a Brooklyn fan, did your heart just stop? Like, oh, why is he going to the locker room? And yeah. you out because, it's just, because of Ramadan? <laughs> <laughs> and you see you, Kyrie with a banana on the sideline? Yeah. <laughs> like the, oh, thank God for Holly Rowe, whoever the outside the reporters are. just dropped. <laughs> like, like, oh, no. Our, imagine imagine being the source inside the locker room that has to explain that to poor Holly yeah. Rowe. He <laughs> said, sorry, Ramadan. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, I think it was Allie LaForce. That Allie reported. LaForce, that's it. Yeah. Yep. I think she reported that. Um, that's amazing. That's so funny. Can't make this stuff up. I mean, no, you got to respect religion. No, you can't just, like, make fun of it. But, no, no, but... But it's really funny. It's, is that it's not, funny. But is that not the most Kyrie thing you've ever seen? It's that, all right, let's put that on the poll. Is that the most Kyrie Irving thing you've ever seen? Yes or no? I, I'm already going yes. That's, I mean... <laughs> who else... Other than lying that. about staying and then leaving, I think that's the most Kyrie thing to do. Like, right, but back in the words really quick. It's they're not um they're beatable. You know, mm-hmm. they're they they're really beatable. And so but I think you also have to give them another flow. Miss a few shots here and there, go on a run, and you may find yourself up twenty. Because the Warriors love to shoot that much and they don't they can pass around when they out because that's that's just what I have to be careful of when you play the Warriors, is don't let them outrun you. Because once they do, then they start passing the ball around, and that's when you get hit, and that's when you get in trouble. Right. And another team that's been needing to pass the ball around because Harden is uh, struggling that much, uh, the Sixers. Mm-hmm. They're, oh, yeah. they're looking to sweep 
the Raptors right now. They're two and zero, but they're heading to Toronto. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is on a tear. Oh yeah, uh, he's averaging thirty points per game in the first two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this age, is the second player in history to do that. Do you know who the other player is, Jacob? Oh, is oh, I'm thinking of the Chris Paul. I was about to say Steve Nash, but it's LeBron James. There you go, LeBron James and Tyrese Maxey are the two players in NBA history to average 30-plus points in the first two games of the playoffs at, what, 20 years old. Wow, there you go. So, that's my guy. That's, that's my guy, yeah. Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, I mean, there, he's been just the, the factor right now against a, a, a hanging-on Raptors team, really. Yeah. They got Fred Van Flea and, and, and some you know, their, their guys, but... You know, they just don't have the, you know, we've seen it in their first two games. They just, they get close, but they just don't, they don't, they just don't have enough to get them over, to really go on a big run. You know, to win a game, you don't need to go on a big run. You really need to get like that, that 15 to 20 point lead to, right. to, to booster you into a comfortable lead. And then by the fourth quarter, you're, you're just kind of hanging on, you're making shots and you're just, the Raptors don't have that. The Raptors are playing uphill basketball almost every game. That just doesn't work, especially not with the Sixers. And we've seen what Tyrese Maxey's able to do in the first two games. And you know that's what that's a I could see a, a clean sweep. But you know sure. you, got, you got to know how crazy Toronto is for these home games. So yeah. you know, and maybe you know just don't listen to Drake. You know get Drake out of here. You know he's going to be standing <laughs> on the sidelines, screwing around and and distracting you. So maybe that's part of their game plan. Of, do you need to get Drake out of your system? Yes or no? I mean, remember what he did to Giannis. Oh yeah, or Giannis. I mean, he's <laughs> Drake did that like the was screaming at him and laughing after he missed a free throw. I yeah, mean, I think Giannis even talked about it afterwards. Uh, like, yeah, see you and Drake on the we, side. We are nearing the end of this uh, fantastic show with high like some hybrid live shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's in the live chat wants to ask us any questions, it does not have to be sports related. Away too from much. away from Jackie. Yeah. Uh, thanks for mentioning. Like she finally got noticed. Jackie Peepcorn, congratulations! You got noticed uh, on live. It's waiting for the clapping emojis too. Yeah, it's gonna down. happen. Uh, so anyone, any questions? Uh, it could be funny, it could be stupid. We might answer them. Yeah, I we mean, might answer. Depends. What a burger or In and Out? What a fantastic question. <laughs> um, what a fantastic question. Uh, um. Gosh, that's a good question. Do you want to just move on to the heat and just ignore the question? Or no, we got to answer this. <laughs> Whataburger. Whataburger? Yeah. I got to go in and out I like in and out I like that it tastes like grilled cheese. Yeah. But, I don't know, Whataburger, you get you get size for your buck. That's a big burger. The fries suck at in and out though. And they both, they suck at both places. Right. You know, they both have awful fries. But the shakes kind of... Both have, both have good, both have good shakes. Like, I think Whataburger has malts. Whoa, hold on, hold on. We got a good one. What's the hottest take y'all have this season for the NBA? Hottest take? Let's go for the NBA, because it doesn't say NBA in the question, but I assume that's what it is. Uh, Warriors aren't making the finals. They're not. I don't think that's a hot... I mean, that. I think against everyone in the media, I think that's I, that's a hot take, but for me personally, like I kind of agree with you. They're it's not, not going to make the finals. If anyone's making the finals, either the Suns or the Grizzlies. Yeah. That's who's making the finals. I mean, that's... I see the Grizzlies really taking out the Warriors. The hottest take away from that? Wow. Um, I don't know. Because all, 
All the takes I have don't feel hot to me. Uh, ben Simmons won't make a huge impact for Brooklyn. Yeah. No, I can see that. That's not. That's actually pretty hot, honestly. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, that Tatum. No, that's the hot take because I said this earlier before the show started. The Tatum buzzer beater was not that exciting. It wasn't that cool. It was probably exciting in the moment, but yeah, I don't think it was cool because it was also a layup. Right. Well, Layups it, aren't cool. <laughs> like, I if mean, it was a dunk at the buzzer, that's well, that's you saying the value. Like we've seen that before. Like we've seen that on live TV where Jay Crowder lobs it up for DeAndre Ayton with like point three left to go. Yeah. That play was also I think over. It, what was crazy about that play is just like. Uh, who would expect the an alley oop in that situation? Right. That play hasn't been done in like two years. Right. And then, I mean, and, it, and they had to make it, had to go to review and look in the rule book to make sure they didn't break any rules by right. goaltending. But there's no goaltending on an in house pass. Yeah. As Mark Jackson I mean, yelled in to uh, Steph, Steve Van Gundy's no, uh, head. Now the you know the Tatum buzzer beater it was nice. Like, I mean, it was a lot of passing around. You're like, oh, what's going to happen? Who's going to shoot the three? But it was a layup inside, and it was like, whoa, that's. That's crazy. Yeah. But then you look at it over and over again, you're like... Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a layup. Okay. I've seen... I mean, we've seen Dame Lillard shoot it from, like, near half court. You saw the Luka one in the bubble? Oh, yeah. The Anthony the, Davis one in the bubble? Yeah, the Devin Booker one in the bubble. Yeah, so we've but seen... laying down, like... What else is a good hot take? I don't know. Honestly, uh, listen to On the Heat and the Hawks. Did the Hawks suck or are the Heat for real? I think that's a really good back and forth. I think the Heat are for real. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think they've turned it on the playoffs. Now, obviously, they've stopped fighting in the on the bench, but man, they just would have. And also, the Hawks just aren't. Hawks like that they give up in the second half. I'm not sure yeah. who they're who's giving their halftime speech, but man, they come out just so flat. Well, they, yeah. didn't they used to have uh, like who did they have on their team that used to be that dog? Was that Vince Carter? Like, is Vince Carter that dog for them? Like, who's the guy that just drives that That's a good audience? Who? Are there any players you guys look up to or, like, an all-time favorite? Well, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa Perez coming out here with, a, you know, journalism-type questions. That's a good uh, question, too. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I'll let you go first. Do you, have, not um, uh, do you have it ready? Do you, no, do honestly, you know I, don't, I, I looked up to Anthony Davis a lot. This season, he's not, you know, great. But personality-wise, I, you know, Anthony is a great guy. Uh, he's done a lot for... Uh, his family, the you know, the charities that he goes for. LeBron is, I mean, if you're, you have to look up to LeBron, Chris Paul, CJ McCollum. They, those three do huge things for their communities. Yeah. Giannis, Bismack, Biombo. Right. Uh, if you're looking up for those people specifically, but I mean, I knew Anthony Davis when he was 19 years old at Kentucky. Right. So I've been following him for almost 10 years now. Well, so. I grew up with. Um, I've lived in Phoenix my whole life, and so I grew up with Steve Nash. Yeah. So Steve Nash was like the guy, you know, he was a Phoenix, you know, everyone had a Steve Nash jersey. And so that's always, and when he left, it was, it was really hard to kind of like, and no one was trying to recreate him, but it was hard to find a, another favorite player. And, but, you know, I always liked, I liked, but looked up to, um, it have to be in the NBA. Um, Luis Gonzalez of the Arizona Diamondbacks, um, played here from the ni- 1999 to 2006. Like baseball, but. I mean, that's who I used to I mean, I was a bigger baseball fan than I was <laughs> well, yeah, basketball. But... Or does it say basketball? I don't know. No, it says players. So. I guess so. We so, can go with anyone we want. Gonzo, the game winning hit 2001. That's fair. Classic. Uh, I kind of look up to John Calipari in a way, as a coach, like how he 
shapes the young men on his team. Right. I I admire it. So I'm not I'm probably that way with Monty Williams. It's yeah, just every, that's, you know what he's been through and really stuff good. and so he's just a great head coach. Coach right. of the year, hopefully. Uh, do you look up to Pat Bev? <laughs> or uh, I look down on Pat Bev. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's that's going to be it. Uh, if you just joined the show, uh, whoops, sorry for your loss, but you uh, joined a little too late because uh, we're going 40 minutes and we never like to go that late into the show. Right. <laughs> so we are heading out. Um, enjoy the rest of the Brooklyn Celtics game. This is going to be an amazing, amazing series. And and yeah. uh, in, in terms of the – someone just said cringe. I'm not really – well, sorry about that. It's Why did someone say cringe? No, maybe because uh, they just came in at the end of the show. You know what's cringe? Saying the word cringe. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's put that on the last second poll. Is saying the word cringe, cringe? All right, yes or no? Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs>